what started as a whisper slowly turned into a scream searching for an answer where the question is unseen I don't know where you came from and I don't know where you've gone old friends become old strangers between the darkness and the dawn Ayo's V-twin Will I see your face again? Ayo's V-twin Can I find a place within To live my life without you? <laughs> I still hear you saying All of life When at a glance But I've lived I've lived a hundred A hundred lifetimes In a day And I Die a little In every breath That I To live my life without you. <laughs> That'd probably do us, I reckon. Nah, not doing the whole song. He might go and learn it now. <laughs> Welcome to episode 25 of Never Late Podcast. <laughs> Nice rendition, Moses. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I was killing it last night on the late night, bloody session. But, uh, yeah, could have probably done with a second take and, you know, pointed you at the wrong song so you could learn guitar for the wrong song. Oh, well, oh yeah. It's just me not not knowing Ben Harper's catalogue. Yeah, so. no, and that's all right too. And now that you've got the guitar here, we'll no, tell them what we might be able to sign out on. Well, I, I did bring it on in the... Uh, of the understanding we're going to do Diamonds on the Inside because I know how to play that. But oh, do you sing it too? No. No. As I said, I'm, I only know it because the other fellow I played with used to sing it. So Yeah, um, well, we'll go AO's Choice, I reckon, on the outro we'll maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We did. We have been been talking about another song for a while. I did actually promise Bruce Howie a wife's number, so maybe, I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, where I was, I was somewhere the other day and it came on. Oh, yeah, I was in bloody McDonald's in Elizabeth Street getting a coffee and it was playing, piping through the PA. The fuck you get about. Yeah, 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 no telling where you'll find me. Yeah. 
I need someone to schedule me because I'm just all over the bloody shop, really. Probably in Geelong, <sighs> probably in Geelong tomorrow, I think. Clocking up those Ks. That's it now. We're up to episode 25. Yeah, that's it, mate. And it's the one that sort of drops in between magazine releases and stuff. So, so we're, going, uh, we're, we're going back in time. I'm calling this episode the Huey Lewis. The Huey Lewis? Uh, he, his <laughs> name is Huey Lewis. I like it. So like we're going it. back in time. Yeah, and we were going to pick a magazine each, and I've picked bloody way too many magazines. Yeah, again. well, I only picked one, so you'll make up for lost no, time. No guarantee we're going to get through them all, but it's actually interesting, the one that you picked, because I see it for sale on Marketplace. Uh, someone had bloody, and it was something ridiculous, like 30 bucks or something. This magazine? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. Well, well the just... magazine we're talking about is, uh, that I'm holding is... April, May 1987, a performance streetcar, and it's got the big cat killer on the front. Yeah, no, I love it. Can I mention the back, the Winnie Reds? Winnies. Winnie 25. Anyhow, have a Winfield. You don't yeah. see that anymore, do you? Five yeah. smokes ahead of the rest. Yeah, now we're back onto a bit of Siggy advertising. <laughs> they were the heavy ones, weren't they? The blue ones were the... Yeah, the blue ones were the gen- the ladies' version. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, were they green? No, that was the menthol. Yeah, I know. Oh, geez, they're atrocious. And what have we got? Hello, general business. Any general business to speak of? Well, that's what I was sort of trying to go back through the buddy timeline, thinking about where we're at and what we've announced into other videos. But um, Well, we had our uh, first appearance on a YouTube TV show last night. I really enjoyed that. Cheers for sending the link through, mate. I reckon that... I mean, I'm pretty discreet in the footage because I had my phone probably sitting the wrong way compared to everybody else, and I'm just a little tiny. Yeah, I've got a new laptop, the... mate. You need to get yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> into the tech world. Yeah, no, well, there you go, mate. I, I think I need a TA. So if anyone out there wants to come and walk around with this idiot and <laughs> use stuff that he can't bloody access, you know, by all it, means. It's just the same as on your phone. You just need your internet. <laughs> Just need the internet hooked up to it, and you'll be laughing. Yeah, yeah, no. Anyway, but yeah, that was that was great. Last last month's last episode was great. Catch up with Zach and Tom from yeah. Backyard Builds, and um, yeah, they released their uh, their interview with us. I guess last night on their channel. That's it. So you would have sat down to do your weekly catch up, yep. and there we were. Well, I wasn't sure when it was coming out, and I uh, just sat down and. Of course, yeah. comes up on my subscriptions when yeah. they when they come up new and yeah, there's no. a never late logo there. And so oh, this is this would be cool. But I like I liked how they sort of cut the um, so they had the you know the computer recording. Then they had a little must have been the GoPro looking at them and they were switching. Yeah, yeah, yeah run a couple. So that angles. was pretty cool how they did that. So yeah, I was I'm still yet to learn how to do all that shit. Yeah, I've been watching a bit of um, Cletus as well. Like in his in the he's got mullet the El Camino drag racing at the moment, but he's dropping tripods on the start line. But you know they got about bloody four or five cameras just yeah, I think just to tune to, um, that car. You know, I'm and, gonna have to get myself a GoPro at some stage. I think. But then you know you can have the footage, but it takes all the time to splice it together and yeah, do the, the editing and build the product. You know, mm. and this bloke over here's but he carrying the lion's share of all that. Learning as I go, but anyway. Yeah. Um, I had one little topic for general business. It's more of a gripe, really. But uh, have you noticed the amount of these freaking cartoon car 
accounts on Instagram. That are sort of starting following you. It's like they follow you and then you, they get an inbox. Hey, do you want a cartoon drawing of your car? Yeah. Like, no, fuck off. Are call- they robots or I what got, are they I, doing? I got like, called out as a tight ass by one of them. So they, <laughs> like, I just don't know whether they're real people, you know, try, yeah, no. trying to make a living or whether they're just the, it's the new yeah. prince from Nigeria scam yeah, sort of thing. I don't know. but It's that canvassing thing that always sends me away. I mean, you know, we it, know people that can draw, you know. Aiden's sort of more yes. than happy to take some pictures of the Nash and tweak them. And then, because this guy, do you want me to do a. You want me to do a cartoon picture of your car for a hundred? I'm like, no, thanks. And then turns around, oh, you bloody tired ass, and you know, starts calling me out. Shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, that sounds like someone you don't want to do, yeah. do business with, but it's definitely just a spam, you know, sliding into your DMs like yeah, that. It's just unsolicited a, yeah. cold calling, basically. Yeah, and I've got some. Like, I've got a beautiful picture of the Nash that was done by um, Hugo Linning in Melbourne. And I sort of sought him out, but he does a lot of um, oh, probably ricer type and coronas and things like that. At the time, I hadn't seen much early stuff he'd done, but got a grouse bloody cartoon of the old Nash. Looks like it's bloody fallen into the ground. You know, I just, I, a, I don't know why there's so many. Yeah. There must be just a, an app or a program where you can just pump a picture in and just cartoonifies it or something. Oh, it, it would they're be. Not, I don't like think a... they're, they don't appear to be anything. Like special, if you know yeah. what I mean. Like, Probably just take a photo and yeah, exactly. Cut yeah, like there's a there'd be a filter. Just anyway, bang. I just yeah. I just delete them. And then you're hoping that you're getting that you're going to get the product as well because mm. if it's as easy as just accessing a program, you know, people could be getting scammed too. Like yeah. you know, so you probably yeah. go to the people. Happy you to know. be happy to be corrected and schooled on it, but there's just so yeah. yeah when there's when there's so many yeah, and in it um, just it's a bit sus. And we've got access to some pretty good artists too. Like you know, I mean, you can talk a deal with anyone to draw a yeah. picture for you, and you know, I mean, between hard metal, you know, Ryan Ford's work, and you know, there's sort of Lee Good. Um, there's plenty of Australian bloody automotive artists who'll take mm. a commission. So. You'll get some. You'll get some inboxes now, mate. Oh, probably. Anyway, I just I just delete them. It doesn't really worry me, but I just don't know why there's so many. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, keep the care factor low. We usually do. Car update. You did a – Nasha did a wedding last week. How'd that go? Yeah, did James Talley's wedding. Absolutely bloody awesome, mate. We had a crazy array of cars. We had a T-model coupe with a Windsor in it, um, flat black, but A-model guards, like fully fended. Um, the bloke that had that had the bump side F-truck with a stroke blown big block in it. Owns stallion horse floats. You sort of see their floats getting around with a heap of flash pinstriping, and yeah, it turns out the sons work in the business with him. Um, painters, beaters, you know, fabricators. So, and the bride, uh, yeah, shout out to Liz, James's wife, but um, her granddad had an F100, and she had no idea she was getting picked up in an F truck to roll to her wedding. So it was a pretty highly charged emotional moment. And, I took a heap of photos in the background, so you know. I think I said that. You know, if you want to sit at want to see your wedding, you know, send us an invite. <laughs> because I took a heap of photos at the bride's house when they were getting ready, so I got to send all that through to James the next day. So yeah, and ended up. Uh, <clears throat> a, uh, what do they call it? At the Oscars, a, a, a seat filler. Yeah, at, that's at it. I was a, yeah, no, I was a, I was a filler. Yeah, they come up because they had about ten people or twelve down for the COVID bloody rubbish. And, uh, you know, as long as I was find a card that said John or Brenda, I was more than welcome to stay. Sat down next to uh, Miles Johnson. I don't think he's a podcast listener yet, but turns out he's a high-end uh, 
show judge for cars, shows, custom builder, been doing it forever in his 70s. Happened to have a couple of little gripes where people might have wanted to sling the People's Choice trophy to a different car. Walked off, left his money on the buddy desk, didn't want his money if they weren't going to run it properly. And Yeah, but probably good to get him in for a chat just to explain what they're sort of looking for too, I guess, when it comes to judging. But one thing he told me which I thought was pretty interesting was they had a, I think they had something like, you know, 4,000 cars at a particular event and as they were coming in, they're opening the door and looking at the door jam and having a quick glance and if they were really flash and really clean and well presented, they got the red sticker on the windscreen. They were a little bit grotty or whatever, you know, you could sort of see you could cull a few of them at the gate on the way through. So then when judging time comes, you know, you know which cars you're looking to judge. So, mm. yeah, but no, it was interesting. And, yeah, definitely um, had an absolute, absolute ball. Yeah, we had an XC there too, mate, a guy I had running on pretty big wheels and uh, had black bumpers and nearly looked like a muscle version of an XC. Is that red thing? Yeah. Jeez, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, he's a tough car. He's a good guy too. Nice rear end, that thing. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, that nah, was um, nice to do it. So, yeah, more than happy to go and do someone else's wedding in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nah, it's good. Um, I guess one probably more little shout-out to the fridge, I suppose. Fridge yeah. is coming up in a couple of weeks. So mm, yep. There won't be another recording before that. So. No, definitely. Uh, the 26th, we figured that out, didn't we? Yeah, that's it. And when's this one come out? This will be out um, two weeks from Thursday. <laughs> yeah, which gets out just before the 26th. It'll probably be like the 20-somethings. Yeah, we'll go along to the fridge swap, mate. Pay your money to bring your flash car in. I'll be up the top pointing cars out onto the roof part. Um, yeah, I'm in charge of display parking. It'll be out parking. on the 23rd. There you go. <clears> so oh, love it. The fridge will be in three days. Yeah, there you go. Three <laughs> days' time, get your bum to the fridge swap, mate. It's been two years since we've had it, so it should be looking all right. And, again, display cars up the top. I'm looking forward to actually – I've already sort of said to Baden, I reckon I'll do a, do a bit of wandering with the phone, try and have a few chats with a few people and, you know, catch a bit of the 50th anniversary celebration that the Road Rodders couldn't have two years ago. Sort of get a few little stories out of it. So, yeah. Oh, very good. Anyway. Yep. It's um, So we know what magazine I'm looking at. Yeah, what are you that's looking it. at, mate? Um, <clears throat> well, I might start us out on this one. I mean, what I did, because I know we're only going to have special mentions, so I didn't even write them down. Well, I, I just... picked um, – I was actually flicking through and this this one actually had a reader's section. So I've got I've got just uh, <clears throat> my picks. I picked a tough shot, some uh, reader's pride and just, yeah, the rest is honourable mentions. Yeah. So there's a few uh, – <clears throat> a few – Topics that crossed over. So yeah, well, the good. one that got me that I was going to leave behind actually is um, uh, Custom Vans and Trucks, uh, issue number 56. And I, the only reason that I actually picked this one up this morning and had a look through it, if you have a look at what's up on the top corner of the cover, it's got a it's got a feature on the Country Squire Ford Wagons oh, okay. in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I roll to the buddy club meeting in yeah, last night for any C's? Squire, so I thought, well, that was enough reason to pick up this bloody custom vans and trucks. But sort of what I realised too when you open it up, and I don't know what magazine does this now, but there's a whole heap of trucks at a show, mm. um, as in big rigs, you know, just, um, yeah, prime movers, flash as. Uh, but I've also noticed on this magazine, page number 25, we've got a one-tonner there with a five-poster bull bar. 
on our four-poster, actually, with a sleeper cab on it. Yeah, you're so a bit like your one ton of tow trucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's got a, a bunk, sleeper, got a bunk and everything on it. <clears throat> that was pretty cool. Something that you don't really see a lot of now. You know, like we go to the Clunes truck show, and that's pretty cool. You know, for the car show part at least. But a lot of them are just you know working trucks. Not a lot of real high end show stuff, I guess. Or maybe I'm just not paying enough attention. <laughs> Um, and then you get your custom panel vans as well in that one. So got the Silver Knight van uh, by Michael Martin, something he dreamt up at school, but it's got the uh, extended bloody HZ grill, um, smoked out bloody headlight covers, and yeah, it's got the uh, XB Falcon rear flutes mounted in front of the back arches and pretty cool car running the 308. Scoop what out year was it. that again? Um, doesn't say the year on it. Um it's only got uh, our thirteenth year mm. issue number fifty six. Yeah, right. Hasn't got a publication little section on the first page, second I, page. I always go in there and pretty generally you struggle for the copyright. Yeah, you know, normally copyright should have a date. Probably after. mid mid eighties anyway. At a guess. Yeah, we can assume. Yeah, somewhere <laughs> around the mid eighties. I was assuming it was probably the earliest mag that I've got in my stock. So. Um, and because we had a conversation around whether they were going to accept people's art, I suppose, back into Street Machine, you know, whether the expression session might stretch itself. And I sort of think, too, if they were going to stick to a um, a two-monthly drop on expression session, they could probably fluff it out on the other month with, you know, some sub- submissions. But um, cool Batman-inspired custom van drawn by L. Owens back in 1983. Uh it's it's wicked. I don't know whether you can see that across the room, but that's just crazy. Yeah, Batman looks like something out of um, Wacky Races. Yeah, abso- <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. at the wheel. Yep. And there's an XD. There's an XD Ute here too, cut down, basically done with a hot rod style front that someone sketched up too. So it's got just the guards over the wheels, and yeah, it looks like virtually a you know A model thirty two type front end on a. XDU, so someone was dreaming big. Yeah. Hey, I don't know whether they then went off and uh, achieved any of those dreams. Uh, blown six-cylinder FX Ute um, on page 40, uh, Todd, Todd, Todd Westgarth, but it's pretty cool. It's running on skogs, but As they all were, mate, the side bit cut out day. of that bloody scalloped bonnet, you know, to get the air into the blower and... No, she's a cool bit of kit. So I suppose a bit of variety was what I was finding. A bit of graphics and mini truck, Datsun Ute. Expression session type artwork. Dreamtime board. Head of its time. Yeah, by Paul Barker. But all of a sudden it's got me thinking I should be working on that little Chevy Love. Probably need to be. Pretty similar. Well, I'm thinking I might uh, move the uh, Nash off and get it parked where I can go and drive and pull it out of the shed and then get the love living in my bedroom. <laughs> then I might be compelled to do a bit on it. You might need to do the uh, tunnel ram job first and then worry about the love and then the Nash will be done. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I can see that tunnel ram 308 and bloody turbo 400 ending up in the Chevy love anyway at some point. Well, so, there's a, there's re- a mission. Rethink the big car. Um, garage scene. Rat bag, uh, which is a was a HQ van, had a state HQ statesman grill and stuff, had a slight mishap, uh, turned around, roof chopped it, 
putting the uh, oh, it's got the Trans Am nose and everything on it, you know, coming back chopped. Pretty, yeah, so plenty of custom action in custom vans and trucks back in the day. Um, there's the animal chopped EKU, oh, yeah. that's seven inch roof chop in the that's same a classic bag. car, that one, yeah. Yeah, no, it's ended up on, uh, and I've actually pulled out pages from this and stuck them on the wall at home because it's got it parked up with chops, ute and that too, yep. um, as well as the uh, the EK underneath it, smooth sixty two. Um, so yeah, chopped utes uh, back section. There's a fifty five one tonner, fifty five Chevy one tonner up the top, which is yeah, a little bit unattractive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh. Something a bit different. And I could probably close the book. A couple of escort vans. Um, Chop C10 on the back page. That's pretty cool. So a whole heap of special mentions, but, again, probably going to learn this on the way through. It pays to pull your old books out and have a squiz sometimes. Well, when we, we've done these old exercise, you know, old book exercises a few times and, you know, there's been a lot of chitter-chatter chitter on... Um, Oh, certainly on the internet and stuff, but I think it was, I reckon the Car Talk lads were talking about it because Motor Magazine had basically pulled the pin. Yep. And, um, no, it might have been, actually, I think it was Andrew Bogut's car car chat one we talked with Justin Allison. He was saying, you know, you go into news agents, there used to be magazines and stuff everywhere. And Yeah. Um, there's not that, well, there's a few news agents that do have a good, like the one up, Windery has a good range, but he's right, there's not, it's really not yeah, well, I've intentionally, the variety there was there. And if people aren't buying them, well, they're not going to make them. Yeah, well, I've intentionally spread me choice. And we're going back, you know, as we say, mid-80s, probably up to about 91. But I've got a budget build-ups. I've got a street Australia. I've got another a street and custom and then a super street magazine. Hmm. Like, and this you know, this is a prime example. <clears throat> prime so, example of why you buy these things and keep them. Yeah. And then there's custom rotter and then there's street machine. So, you know... What I've got here is only a buddy, a minor amount of it as well. So they just they're just good to pull out and have a have a read and see what things were doing back in the day. Like I really enjoyed reading this one. Yeah, Plus, I don't. I mean, I I bought Performance Streetcar a little bit back in the day. I never kept any of them, but yeah, well, I've always um, got. I've got two copies of that one too. Or yeah. you can hold on to that one, but oh. um, and I don't know why, but I've bought two coffee copies of it back when it came out. Mm. You know, it's not like I've collected another one at a swap meet, so. So what did you get out of that magazine, mate? You want me to go next? Yeah, go through it, I reckon. Um, oh, mate, I, lo- I loved reading this one. <clears throat> a few few little points I thought. We're going back to 1987. We'll just do a bit of a history first. Yep, yeah, I like it. So 1987, I was 11. Yep. There's a tip for you. Big movies, Lost Boys, Full Metal Jacket, Empire of the Sun, Predator, Running Man, like Predator and Running Man in the same year. Yeah. He was pretty prolific, he's pretty, old Arnie. He was pretty then. busy. He's like, he's like the Kevin Hart of 1987. <laughs> uh, Good Morning Absolutely. Vietnam. I don't know how many times i watched Good Morning Vietnam yep. and listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. I, that soundtrack is brilliant. It's a ripper. Robocop. Oh, yeah, right. And uh, to, like, I mean, I, they could have gone on with the list. There was there's some cracks on there, and, and La Bamba, like that was a that was a big one for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. La Bamba was a ripper. It. Probably watched um, it half a dozen times. As far as music, the charts. What do you think the number one song in 1987 was? I want to say Def Leppard. No, close. No, 
87. Some pop. Uh, think, think female. Dolly. No. Mm. Now, this is, I think this was the Billboard one, well, so not necessarily Australian, but yep. it was big in Australia. Transvision Vamp, in my opinion. No. No, no. You say Kate Bush. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she's number one now. <laughs> no, uh, walk like an Egyptian. Yeah, Bangles, oh, the Bangles. Hey, number the, oh, so one and two were were female dominant. Um, number two was uh, Alone by Heart. Nice. Oh, there you go. And that's a cracking song. Like yeah. that, the vocals in that is. Yep. Is absolutely next level. Yeah, and if anyone wants to go back through our podcast history and find where I tried to channel the uh, walk like an Egyptian, <laughs> yeah. it's there. In an intro, it's it's there. Yeah. So that was number one and two, and a couple of others, of course, La Bamba. So that was in the charts and the and the movies, uh, Living on a Prayer, Bad by Michael Jackson, and uh, a personal favourite of mine, Luca by Susan Vega. Yep, good uh, song. Good song. It's a good track. I'll tell you a little funny story about that. Um, we started covering it just acoustically. Oh, God knows however long ago. Um, it was just something we did. We just put our own little spin on it, me and me and Pete. And we were at Irish Murphy's one night and we played it. And, you know, everyone's singing along because everyone knows the words to Luca. Mm-hmm. Obviously know what it's about. It's yep. not a nice story, obviously, but... Um, a lady came up to me after in the break said, you shouldn't sing that song. Said, oh, fuck's sake. I said, sorry, what? <sighs> you shouldn't sing that song. She like full on went off me for singing Luca. Yeah. Because you're a male singing yeah. a female's perspective. So, like, anyway. And yeah. that was like, I don't know, that was probably 10 years ago maybe. not Maybe not even that. Yeah. But, yeah, I just thought, there you go, some, some people enjoy it, some people don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> Now, um, now you just come out and tell them you're gender fluid. Well, she, she well must none have been of that the, was around back then. No, no, well, no. She must have been the first of the offended. <laughs> look, I mean, look, look, she might have had a bad patron saint of the Karens. something, I suppose. Yeah, well, obviously triggered her. It but triggered her, but. Um, not your fault. Yeah, hmm. I'm not to know. We, we just, we just, I mean, I, I don't, for some reason, I enjoy trying to sing a lot of female singing songs. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why I do it to myself because yeah, no, it's bloody like, hard, but. Yeah, no, definitely. There's uh, a few that I like. Yeah. Luke is a Luke is a good Luke is a good tune. Yep. Um, yeah, performance streetcar, April, May, nineteen ninety seven, with the big cat killer on the on the front. Now, eighty seven, ninety seven, eighty seven. Yeah. Did I say ninety seven? Yeah. That's all right. Though. Sorry, it's Saturday. We'll, we'll fact check that. Yeah, fact check. <laughs> um, so obviously, I knew a little bit about this uh, story about this. HQ, um, where is it? Page, page, page nineteen. Um, so it was really good to read the story about it. Like it was a full on little, full on little war type thing. Like this bloke with the turbo the jag turbo is basically jag. saying, "I've got the quickest street car in in Australia," and he had a few challenges. And then um, Brian Burt decides, "Well." Righto, let's have a go at this. So he, he built this and next minute it sort of turned, he, the other fella sort of changed his tune. Oh, well, it's got to be this. And the, even Street Machine apparently reading this story had to change all these rules and yeah, you know, they were looking about tyres and all that. But anyway, he put together this HQ with a pretty uh, tough B 
big block blown. Uh, I think it was 700 and something horsepower, I think. So they were about the same horsepower. Apparently yep. the Jag was about 740, 750, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, they had a few time trials. There was a few fast Cortinas and what there that was it was basically the best on the day. He got to run against the Jag and yeah. I'm not sure what's what's happened, but it, it never ended up happening. No, the Jag never the, showed. No, the... the the fellow who owned the Jag, apparently, I think the way I'm reading it, his dad had the Jag dealership or something. Yeah. And he left to go out on his own and the Jag stayed with that deal that dealership. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, and it says here that the fella went over to England or something to build a silver one and it was, uh, don't call me, I'll call you. Yeah. And, it, and he's never heard from him again. <laughs> but I just... <laughs> That 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 is just a tough car. It's wicked. I drive yeah, yeah. that now. I love the deep dish uh, jelly beans, Indy yep. Races. Um, there's actually a little bit in here where it says uh, something about the ball tires. They are old McCreary's. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, and that was a result of the cover shot. <laughs> the baldness of the tires was a result of the cover shot. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that was just a cool story, cool car. Um, I don't know, is it, I don't know whether it's still around. Is it still around? Yeah, I'm, yeah no, I'm not sure. I'm feeling If anyone knows the uh, whereabouts of, of the cat killer, spread, yeah. reach out because it'd be cool to be cool to sort of know that it was still around. Absolutely. Um, and then we went to page 26, which is virtually the next car, which is a black XC. Yep. Always love these cars. I just, just did write a note that um, it would appear center caps uh, optional in magazines back in 87. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so, there you um, go. You, no have all the, you could have the nicest car in the world. No, uh, no center caps, just, just, not required. It's the axle cover there hanging out. And the same on um, on this Falcon, but it's uh, it only seems to be on one side. So you've got the center lines with no center cap. Yep. That's enough. That's enough. That's cool. Yeah, you know, actual um, center lines, or are they? Yeah, no, they're, they're center lines. Oh yeah. Um, but it probably goes back to that testament where, and you know, I'm not saying anything bad about the cars we see in street machine today, but these are proper street driven. Oh yeah, street driven cars. Yep. Back in the day, so who knows? The caps might have fallen off. But, um, this XC, um, yeah, like I said, one of my favourite shapes. Little uh, tunnel ram there. It's got the uh, tramp rods. Yeah, hiding yeah. in the back there. Bonus points there. The cat killers. Um, yeah, it was just a cool car. I I really do prefer that four headlight setup to the square one. Yeah, the GXL setup. Um, yeah, just a just a cool car. And like like I said, I yeah, they're they're proper street driven cars. Um, so that was my two picks. Yep. Actually, I'll jump to page 66 because I picked this one for you. <laughs> yeah, you said you'd pick me a car. Now, this one I picked for you, the Custom Coupe. Oh, yep, yep. It's got your name all over it, I reckon. Yeah, no, I'm liking that. HQ with the, um, well, it's it's, all, it's got a lot happening at the front. It's got the Statesman twin grille. Looks like it's got the GXL headlights with the indicators underneath. And then yep. you flip over and turn around to the back and he's grafted the... Uh, 
Stato taillights. Oh, yeah, no, that's the one. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that one. Stato taillights with the um, the uh, spoiler on the back. Into the coupe. And on that same page, what yep. do we see? Yeah, there you go. There's blowback. blowback. Putting in an appearance. Blowback on a Cooper's Car Center ad. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, that's a few, com- cool few cameos in the buddy advertisements. And uh, just another thing to tip off that car, which had your name on it, it's running a 327. Perfect. Like, <laughs> you'd be surprised like how that. many 327s I came up against last night going through these old books. <laughs> you know, they were it seemed thing. to be a popular thing. There's a couple in this book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Tough Shot, I just picked a cover. Like, yeah. That's, that, Says that's it awesome. All. That's, that's brilliant. Um, <clears throat> for Reader's Pride, there was a section up the back. Where is it? 120. All black and white as they were back in the day. Yep. And just interesting uh, range of cars. You've got a, a an RX3 Rotary. You've got an EH, a Stady, custom van, a XB Ute, a KE20 Corolla. Yeah, there we go. Um, and even a little a little plastic model. But my pick went to um, Graham Lockhart's. It's a H something. It's a bit hard to tell. <laughs> yeah. It's a HTG panel van and it's got it's got shit duns happening on it. Like no. it's it's it speaks of eighties. Yep, yep. Um the teardrop window, the bubble window in the back. I don't know what you call that front. It's like the Trans Am front, but for Yeah, it was nearly a Monza. I don't know what it's like a Monza, yeah, front, but um just seeing if it's got Moonlit Dreamer seems to be the name of it. Oh, yeah. So probably I'm sure Simo would be all over it. He'd, he'd know, probably know the car. Like an old Moonlips. Um, so that was my pick for Reader's Pride and just a couple of honourable mentions. We go on to page 34. Old flip front. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one fondly. Plenty of flip fronts. Um, I know that that's that's cool. It's HQ with the later model front end, and the whole front end yeah. flips up. Even that orangey yellow <laughs> color, I don't mind. Sort of like a mustard mustard type color. It's got yeah. the three three tail lights in the in the rear bar, yeah. so it's kicking all sorts yeah. of goals. Was that flip front thing pretty popular? It's pretty 80s? pretty popular back in the eighties. Yeah, yeah. A lot of H series Holdens too ended up with them. Yeah, you know, yeah. Madness Ute, the flip front. There was a pretty cool article in here. Well, it was more of an advertisement for um, History of Tirana book, but uh, that was a pretty cool little read. Yep. It's got some prototype shots there. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and up the back, this brought memories flashing back. I've just got to find the bloody – this one's actually an ad. Should have wrote down the actual page. Here we go. Custom T-shirts. Yep. With those cartoon cars, HQ Holden, Cobra, 351 GT, the Escort, you know, with the, the yeah, big wheels. The big wheels and little wheels and they're all short and like full. That That's that's cartoonifying my car. Someone can someone inboxed me and said, I'll make your car look like that. Yep. yep. 
<laughs> Take my money. <laughs> and those those type of drawings were popular then too. Well, they I remember they were just I think they were almost caricatures iron. of cars. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were iron on iron on iron on prints. And used they were to be able to get shiny. Yeah. Used to be able to get them at the stag. The stag yeah, headdresses yeah, yeah. had a big big yep. collection. Go through the book and they put it on a um, t-shirt. I reckon one of my uncles had a couple of them. I reckon it was that Ford's Never Die with the flames on it. But uh, I don't know. They, it just yeah, they just come flooding back. Yep, those very things. cool, mate. Love it. Um, but there was just there was just lots of cool stuff in here. Like um, just even the ads, like that thing, like that ad was the the back ad with that Impala doing the burnout, American Power. Yep, yep. Um, yeah. yeah, there's just so much stuff in here that you just you just forget about. But the ad, yeah, the ads were cool. Uh, like that one there, that cartoon with the crankshaft with the face and the hands. Like, yeah, pretty sure yeah. just about everyone would remember <laughs> that. Master Stroke, you want 383 cubes from your 308 Holden. <laughs> you want more cubes? Stroke it. That's it. That's it. Um, an ad for Simmons. Yep. V5. And just, just, the, just the two versions. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's only ever two. <laughs> B45s. <laughs> B45s yeah. or and, V5s. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's it. No, like I said, I've really enjoyed looking back at these old these old ones. Like I said, I don't have a lot of eighties stuff in my collection. <laughs> yep. Um I sort of started eighty nine, which you might as well say the nineties. Yeah. So I don't have a lot. I've I've picked up a few earlier ones along the way, but I, I really enjoy looking at the eighties stuff. Yeah, well I reckon it's nearly I've had the magazine I've had sitting on the top of me laps, the Super Street magazine, issue number five. And it's from 87 as well, so you've yeah. given us the good lead-in with, you know, what was going on in 87 in the world. But it's kind of – I picked this one Hang again. On. Hang on. How old were you? In 87. Yep. Um, 17. 17, I reckon. Yep. Yeah, 17. Yeah. yeah it depends on uh, what month. Yeah, it doesn't say which month. But, yeah, so I was 17. Um, <clears throat> but this uh, – I picked this one for the cover because it's oh, got the candy apple red. I love that car. Chopped 55, and I do too. I didn't realise the car was that old. Yeah. Because I've got the Street Machine magazine with that in it. Yeah, well, um, and, uh, there's, and this is actually up in Queensland, parked up in a shed at the moment too. It's going to end up getting redone. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but I spoke to him about the car. Um, so it's got the LS um, LS six four fifty four mm. plates. It's got the blown big block in it. Um, but I spoke to him about the car and said, you know, if he's going to do it, he'd have to put it back to that colour. Mm. And he said the car was blue. Like people don't realise it was blue before it was ever that colour. Yeah. And then I think I've mentioned it in one of our flashback episodes that I kind of learned a bit of a lesson too that you know we shouldn't expect you know that cars aren't just going to continue to evolve. Mm. You know, you can't. I just that. Car sticks in my mind because I can't think of any other Tri Five Chevy that I've seen that's had Simmons wheels on it. Yeah, well, and at the last show at the showgrounds, um, because and I think they look really good. Like I, I'd put them on the wagon. Yeah, if I could find some. Well, Kevin rolled past at the EH in the EH at the last Ballarat car show at the showgrounds, and the boys I was with, a couple of them actually said that um, they reckoned that EHs don't look any good chopped. And then they turned around as an offshoot and said, same as shoebox chefs. <laughs> so that's got me pulling this old yeah, magazine back that, out again. I love that car. Look at the wheels. I, I love those wheels on it. Like, the fact it was running B45 Simmonses, yeah. you know, like such a buddy. Like I said, I can't think of another chef I've seen yep. with Simmons yep. of any kind on it. 
No, it's tough as. And I reckon that colour, that wheel set up on on old Big Blue, yeah. I reckon would be spot on. Yeah. That nice charcoal colour. Yeah. And it was in uh, Ballarat. Might have to get some, uh, might have to get some Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bud. And it's been in Ballarat within the last, I think, probably 15 years the boys oh, really? came down because there's a couple of. A couple of boys from Ballarat live up in Queensland, and he's a mate of theirs, right. and they actually brought it down. Yeah, um, no, big fan of that car, and I'm like I said, I I didn't think that was that old because I've I can I've still got the magazine, the Street Machine magazine, which is early nineties. Yeah, and I've clearly ripped the poster out of the middle of it at some point that yeah. features that car, so I don't know where that poster ended up. Tilt front. Yeah, yeah, tilt front again, and yeah, B forty fives. Uh, and then when I turn in this magazine over to page 63, there's a bit of a uh, LH Sunbird oh, yeah. had a makeover, yeah. you know, as they all do. But I suppose just, um, I mean, it's running on the big Chevy at Armour Lights, yeah. which had as much crude as a set of centre lines back yeah. in the day, you know. The uncle had them on his XW back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, but it's also, yeah, 327 Saginaw, four-speed, nine-inch, you know, so it had me sort of, yeah, channeling. 327s were pretty popular back then, weren't they? They were, you know, and it's running solid. Yeah, I think it's running solid cam and stuff too. Um, were they like, were they easier to get than other motors or something? Or were they just a popular Well, I suppose because we, we had a whole lot, you know, we had a heap of Impalas and stuff come out here, mm. like right-hand drive Aussie delivery 327 cars. factory. Yeah, so we probably had a fair few of them on the ground, you know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, no, what's his name too? Because I wanted to shout him out anyway. But, yeah, Trev Walker, you know, for knocking all the punts out of that sunbird. Yeah, she's a cool car. But, yeah, with the solid cam 327 and the Saginaw, I can imagine how that car drives. So, yeah, it was a it was a ripper. Um, what else? A bit of a feature on Boyd Coddington in mm. the US as well in that magazine. So, yeah, Super Street had a fair bit going on, mm. and they were looking over the borders as well. You know, it's funny looking at all your uh, like just the front covers. Like I can remember, you know, back in the day, you you can just remember all these logos like performance the performance streetcar one that had changed color every month and. The super street, the little neon type yeah. thing. I yep. could just remember the logos. So it's good to keep these things and look back on them. Yeah, well, I found a set of wheels I probably wouldn't, but he put on me car. But you know the old chrome ones with the chrome steelies with the round holes around them. Yeah, yeah. How about that one? Probably a step below a bloody sun rosier nearly, I reckon. But on a thirty-eight, Gary Wright. Each to their own. If it got it rolling, as we say, because not everyone had bloody two grand to go and spend on a set of wheels. That's so. the thing. You know, Wheels haven't can. gone down either. <clears throat> yeah. And then page 89 in this magazine, 88 and 89, we've got the, got the, main, got the Cuzzo pairing. Yeah. Uh, the Flame Butte, uh, the really nice buddy sedan owned by the two sisters, mm. which say a bit of an Iron Maidens, but he shared out flashback to 87 nearly. Um, but we're going to see one rolling around Ballarat pretty soon, like that sedan. Yeah. Um, same as Matt to Spirits, which has got over 500 horsepower out of a Y block. It's running yep. tunnel rams and stuff. I was on the phone to him today and he said he didn't want to drive it because he doesn't want to get under the thing and clean it. <laughs> and I said, well, even though it's not raining, the weather's not warm enough to dry the road. <laughs> so, but no, it'd be good to have a bit of a chat with him about that car because he's done a lot of really high-end stuff to a Y block. And, yeah, it's hurting a few people's minds, I think. So... That was super straight in 87. Yeah, no, good. 
But Just looking at the back page, that's a Pirelli ad with the Ferrari, is it? Yeah, that's it. No, Goodyear. Yeah. With the, uh, the Magnum PI 308. Yeah, I might have to apologise for um, taking a um, – it was a 308 Ferrari test drive article that I um, plagiarised as a kid and handed it in as an <laughs> essay. <laughs> Oh, I'm pretty sure we all did that. At some <laughs> hey, hey, I got I got in I got in big trouble. Well, not big trouble once, but they uh, at school they had a like a poetry competition. Yeah, and I couldn't write for shit song lyrics. <laughs> so I, <laughs> yeah, this I ripped off Daryl and Ozzy. <laughs> we had the hey hey it's Daryl and Ozzy, hey hey it's Daryl and Ozzy record. Yeah, I had both records. Uh, Pedro the donkey. Yeah, remember Pedro the donkey's yeah that yeah, song? yeah. Well, I just wrote Pedro the donkey word for word. <laughs> you thought no one else had this? Most I popular thought no one's going to have this, and I got away with it. Teacher didn't know. Yeah. And then we had to record it to go on like three triple B or something. Oh, no. And the bloke at the radio station knew. <laughs> <laughs> busted. <laughs> I got busted. It was. Oh, I still remember it. I oh, know it was grade four or five or something. It's like, yeah. Like it wasn't fucking VC. You'd be out. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a like it was just a poetry thing to. It's uh, bloody mint. Get on the radio and. And the yeah the I wasn't there because they recorded it at school and then they they palmed it off to the to the radio and it's yeah this this he's copied Daryl and Ozzy. <laughs> Scotty, you ripped anything off? I reckon I did an essay in in um, high school. That no, was a, it was a creative writing. Yep, and it was just a story out of some magazine that I'd sort of took bits and pieces from and made it my own, but yeah. The writing was clearly different to how I would normally write, so yeah. <laughs> teacher spotted it straight away. <laughs> so Stayed back after class. I got all that and, and so I, it, so I, it. I played dumb. Got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, coming. yeah, the same thing because it, it was already done. They played it all on the radio and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, the teacher just – it was it's one of those moments where, uh, yeah, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. They just walked off and didn't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, nah. Oh, you could have just done the old. Oh, I knew it sounded familiar, but it was in my head, and I thought it was my own. Uh, <laughs> you might have got away with it. Funny. Anyway, yeah. now I've got a um, oh, July August street and custom in my hand here with a galaxy on the cover, mm-hmm. and I was trying to work, trying to date it, work out what year it is. Same thing. Doesn't have it in the byline or anything, but I found out that it's um, the event that's in here is. Uh, the 10th Australian Street Machine Federation Nationals. Mm. So it's got to go back to mid-80s as well, I guess, in that regard, yeah. or early 80s. Um, pretty cool 55 there in the flash two-tone. Yep. Yeah, nearly a darker gunmetal grey with the with the mm. burgundy, but, you know, books were crammed, you know, crammed with bloody photos of cars the same as that. But we've got Victor Bray's 57, yeah. the steel car. So that must. Uh, I'm just trying to think. When was the first? When was the first? Um, Eighty-eight was the first Summonats. Yeah, that's when he had the. I can still remember he did that massive. Oh, there you go. Black no, shirt. well, actually, because we got a feature on Summonats ninety. So yeah, I was going to say because he had that. He had that Chev after his 
Because his first Chev was just a normal Chev without the front bumper bar that he did that massive burn. Yeah, yeah, that was the one. At that, the first summer. Yeah, that so was, that the was one his he, second. That was more like his door slammer type yeah, thing. Yeah. So, the other um, one was the one that he killed at Calder. Yeah. There's a chopped EH there. There's a four-door bloody LJ Tirana with bolt-ons. Yeah. <laughs> There's some cool stuff in amongst this book as well. Um, bit of variety. Uh, what else does I highlight a bit of stuff? Big block, HT Ute. Yeah, love them fat, yep. ro- love them fat rocker covers. Yeah, they're cool. Still, you know, like we've been talking big, big cube, small blocks, and all the shit that's available now in LS formats and that. But yeah, it's just it's, yeah, there is something cool about a big block. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> what else did I? Yeah, that's that fifty-five there. Oh, it's got uh, Simo's Simo's favorite wheels on it. I think are they? The one Simo loves? Yeah, the Indy Champs. The five holes. Yeah, no, and I remember them too being, but he very much sought after. I could be wrong, but I reckon he's raised them a few times. That's it. Uh, Mark Sanders Tirana, the 75 LH with the Leyland P76 motor in it, makes an appearance in this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that car. Yeah. Yeah, same. And that, it was white before it was blue? Yeah. Yeah, now we got into that that fifty seven there, the light blue one. That's pretty nice too. Yeah, it's definitely got that nineties nostalgia. That mag. Yeah, and you know, even that fifty seven being you know two door, like I still remember that was exciting. You know, this bloody fifty seven here, the sports coupe. Yeah, you know, I, re- I remember that car in another magazine too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose that's what happened. You know, a lot of the magazines were reflecting the same cars, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Back in the day, there was so much. There were so many magazines, so there there was crossover. Yep, that's cool too. With its uh, strikers on it, that blue yep. LH Tunnel Rams. Tunnel Rams L thirty four, buddy. Spec Tunnel Rams is a win for me. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I could keep buddy going like this all day, but um, I found, yeah, Rock Two. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, even I remember that car. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was um, page 66, but what was that show? Second Midwest Performance Show, Bonnie Rig, New South Wales. Um, that's the thing, too. People were building the cars, and then they were definitely taking them around so they could get mm. seen. Craig Parker's XY, yeah, just a photo of it, awesome. just supporting the club notices. But I reckon that car looks more subtle over the years, like even the flares, you know, like you remember it being a little bit more off tap, but... It's a good-looking car. Mm. Very so, fat. That car wouldn't get built today, I wouldn't think. No. It'd be a GT. A GT. Well, there you go, speaking of GTs. With the roof off. True blue with the roof off. <laughs> yep. That's cool too. That wouldn't get built today either. <laughs> no, absolutely. And then uh, the back page, EH with the roof off. Yep. Yeah, so. So why don't you, why wouldn't they get built now? Just... They just, wouldn't cut the roof off a just telephone off of, numbers. Yeah. They wouldn't cut the roof off a Falcon now. Like there's telephone. It's just numbers. worth too much Value. money. Yeah. Like there's telephone numbers in building a bloody GT replica. Like tags don't even matter like they used to, because you know if the genuine ones aren't for sale, people will pay hundred thousand for a good replica. Oh, you'd pay yeah. hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty grand for a replica GT now. Okay. Yeah, so so. Um, yeah, they're just too too valuable. Yeah. Um. Unless you get someone who just doesn't give a shit and just, I want a convertible Falcon, I'm going to do it. (laughs) 
There's another one too, um, Street Australia magazine from August 91. Is that ad on the back? Well, it says volume two, issue four. I mean, that seems a bit extreme for this magazine that I've barely ever bloody heard of, you know, that I've got one of. But <laughs> they've got an event there Melbourne, uh, in Melbourne where they've shut the streets down for cruising in the city. Yeah, imagine doing that now. That's that's crazy, you know. Got girls sitting up on the parcel shelf of a bloody con, uh, sh- convertible Chev, um, but a thousand head turning cars. Symphony for the motor car, they used to call it. Featured about a thousand head turning cars. The message was simple: turn on the music, slow down, and cruise in style. Cars featured included classic Packards, a '65 Cadillac convertible, '58 Corvette, three Pontiac Parisians, former Prime Minister Harold Holt's black Pontiac Coupe. Morris Minor and 16 stretch limos, Big Nick's Monaro, and also uh, was also meant to have been somewhere in the area. The show started approximately in Burke Street Mall. Uh, mm. Just cruising the city in top end cars. That's cool as. So, and I don't think I'd noticed that article. And then there's a, like, there's even, see the Camira up the top there? Full pro stock Camira. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Full drag spec, buddy Camira, just out cruising the streets in the city. That's some terribly shitty dated graphic design right there on those pages. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's my era. Couldn't build those cars today. Um, Pro XC too, that's probably pretty cool. That's to offset your um, yep. XC before. It's got the rectangle headlights. It's just that greeny XC colour, uh, but sitting on massive tyres, centre lines. All the gold Morosso bling. Yeah. There's somebody, um, I saw someone on the Facebook the other day chasing a set of uh, the gold Morosso stuff for his for his build. Yeah. Going back 80 spec. Yeah, Hodgie's got it on the buddy 57. It does look good. Yeah, I reckon it looks good. What about those graphics on the back of that one, Scotty? No, not the graphics on the car. The graphics on the actual oh, magazine. the actual magazine. The layout. Oh, and yeah. the colours. Oh, the page colours. It's fucking yeah. atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because that's a really different one too. Um, yeah, let's say Bruce Hollingsworth, uh, his HQ Ute, sitting there just with graphics on the back corner of it. Yep. And those weird Cheviot star mags. But, yeah, just some of the stuff that you don't see much of. Um, another 327 in a Corvette. Ads. Mm. Yeah, I, I reckon I'd still there's room in Street Machine Magazine to have a classified section, I reckon. Mm. But here you go, Scotty. They don't. Just have a glance. You'll need to take this copy with you. They've double printed, haven't they? They've printed it on top of a page that wasn't meant to be printed on top of. That um, it's quite painful to the eyes. That is really difficult. That that would be a design choice, and (laughs) you can't read that. I'm glad you actually. Yeah, well, I'm glad you came into it with mentioning the graphics because. No, I couldn't. And, I mean, that's where the ads and all that are, but <laughs> you can't read any of the print through it. Well, I can tell there's a lot going on, like from where I'm sitting. Oh, there's a mountain of stuff going on, yeah, when it's just got this whole background printed that clearly shouldn't have been there, I don't think. But page 78, Street Australia, 78 and 79, you drop the ball, guys. There you go. One post-it note in the budget builds issue... Uh, it's volume two, number four, quarterly from 91, which uh, shout out Steve Costa. Mm. Yeah, Steve Costa's 34 Coupe. 
I suppose after Baden brought him into our conversation, the fact that I flicked this book open and went, oh, there you go. Uh, big block in that too, mate. Looks a good. Yeah, good looking car. Big block and running on wires. What year was that magazine? Uh, 91. 91. Yeah. So, um, I <coughs> know oh, it's actually got a 302 in it. Yeah, I must have read Big Block somewhere else in the article. And what's that magazine? Budget Builds? That doesn't look like a very budget no. car. Budget Build-Ups. Yeah, well, probably for the man that's got the parts and got the nows and can do it all himself, it's yeah. maybe built on a budget. But, yeah, it does seem like a fair stretch to the demographic, you know. <laughs> you and I aren't building it on a budget. Yeah, so... Hornet scoop on a HZ ute. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So that's about all I really got into, mate. And just which is probably oh, good, more than we were flashback. anticipating. But yeah, good flashback. Yeah, you know that's it. Not, not a lot of SAS steering wheels getting put on cars anymore. No, you don't see that. You don't even hear SAS anymore. Like <laughs> SAS seats <laughs> still a thing. Yeah, well, not quite sure. The company probably makes seat covers. Yeah, probably just yeah. Um, this has got actually this has got a feature on graphics too in the back of this one. Um, was it Street Tech? Once upon a time, it was a, once upon a time fat tires and blown engines were what it was all about. These days, there's more to the street machine story, a lot more. Yeah, just yeah, basically a bit of a feature on the stuff we talked about in our flashbacks. A whole heap of painted details. Yeah. Save your chrome plating money and spend it on other and paint. Well, the nineties—that's when it all happened. Paint, yeah. color-coded bars. And yeah, I, got, I think I even said to people there was like ten minutes in the nineties where that stuff was cool. Mm. You know, it's still cool on the right car. Oh, it's good to flash back on that um, Chev that I got the spot on the tilt tray that's back at Hodges at the moment. Um, Simo's Chev. I mean, it's got all the best of those kind of pro street treatments, you know. But then it's the aqua with the cream, and it's. Mm. Got, you know, it's uh, built, built in that style, but it's a nice car. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Good to go back. We'll do it a bit more often, I reckon. Yep. Um, music section. You've been listening to since we spoke last. Oh, let's lean on Scotty, I reckon, for a bit. Scotty got. Well, a bit of a TV thing at the moment, but it's linked. I've mm. been watching the Pistols, as have you. Mm-hmm. Yep. The um, Danny Boyle TV series on Disney Plus. Yep. Um, as a punk, it was very well. I thought it was an extremely well done. I know you haven't finished it yet, so I'll try not to spoil it. In fact, <laughs> I sort of I sort of have spoiled it for you. <laughs> we we've been texting back and forth, yeah. and I mentioned someone who was in it by her full name, but throughout the series, it's only ever given her first name until. Name and if you didn't know the Sex Pistols history and how she was connected, you wouldn't know until the last episode when a character actually says her full name, yeah, and the right. penny would drop for a lot of people, and they'd go, "Oh fuck, I know her." So I probably did ruin that, didn't I? As in, <laughs> you're talking about? Um, well, sh- well, should we say spoiler, spoiler alert? alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, Chrissy Hine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I figured figured out who that was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I don't think a lot of people would. It's, it's funny. You know, I'm I'm thinking. Chrissy Hine, that's not the chick from the fucking uh, uh, Pretenders. 
No, Divine. Amphlet. I'm going, you fuck it. It's Chrissy Amphlet. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, I, I saw a killer video on Chrissy Amphlet live the other day. Chrissy Amphlet. And she must have been pretty young in this video. But she's just stood there tipping like a drink all over herself oh, and everything on stage. Like, just Absolute looks. Beast. But then just lands right on her key, like right on yep. it, you know. But she just looks like some random chick that's done a stage invasion, well, you know, like, until she just yeah, yeah steps straight in on it, you know. In in the show, like she's got the sort Bangs. of the, the Chrissy Amphlet haircut. I thought, oh, Is that's she why someone? I'm getting yeah. But a lot of people would just think, oh, she worked for Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood, and that that was it. Just this office girl that was hitting it off with old Jonesy. Yeah. But like I say, I, I know nothing. I'm, I'm Never really been a. I'm not proclaiming to be a Sex Pistols fan. I know they're two, you know, they're a couple of big songs, but yeah. it's. I'm really enjoying this series. I mean, I just, I just like music history and music. Oh, it's fascinating. Anything like that, and I'm, the characters, like the like <laughs> job that the guy that plays Malcolm McLaren, and that the young fellow that plays Johnny Lydon, their voice. Yeah, they got both dudes have very unique voices. Yeah, yeah the way they sure. speak, yep. and they nailed it. Yeah, on point. Yeah. But the guy that looks the most like the the, the proper person yeah. is the the guy that plays Paul Cook, the drummer, the actor that just he looks exactly like him. Yeah. Um, no, I, like no, I said, I, I don't know anything about it, and I'm in, really enjoying. Yeah. They had a um, real cut through too, like you know, because I mean, punk was meant to be about just aggressive playing. You didn't yeah. need to be that talented. But how but, many brilliant musos adored the Sex Pistols for what they did too? You know? But really. One album. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And just such a short period of time. It was like two years they were. That's crazy yeah. what they and accomplished they, and how they changed. People still yeah. do things. Still talking about them now. Yeah. yeah. And for guys that couldn't play. Well, that's it. Like, you know, Steve. I mean, Steve Jonesy could, but. Steve taught himself the guitar in. Yeah. High off his head on speed in a week. Yeah. Feel like it's time to step in and apologise for me intro. Sorry, Ben Harper. Yeah. <laughs> no, was, I'm, I said I'm halfway through episode four, and yeah, you know, I'm, I'm learning about it. Yep. Um, You've got to go and watch the great rock and roll swindle, the, the movie. I'll look it up. Yeah. It's bizarre, but worth a look. Even that soundtrack album was pretty good too. Yeah, very good. Yeah, and so I've been on a bit of a punk kick. I'm reading the Bad Religion. Um, book at the moment. No, you can pass that one to me. Or um, audio book. Do you? Oh, you on right. Audible? Yeah, no, no, I read. Um, <laughs> I do the tactile thing. My yeah. um, my eyesight's not that good. Plus, I'm in the car so often. Audio books just. Yeah, I should just, be doing a bit of that. So good. Yeah. Um. So what I've been doing is listening to the book, and then when they're going through the making of an album, yep. I'll switch over to Spotify and listen to the album. Oh, that's killer! It's a nice little. Geez, yeah. they were good. Yeah, they were good. No, that's yep. cool. That's it. You got anything, mate? No, uh, probably nothing really that I've been listening to other than just a bit of random Spotify flowing through. There's yep. nothing that I've really sort of vibed on lately. I would have had a bit digger loop, you know, a bit of a deeper dig, I suppose, except for me stupid trying to channel Ben Harper last <laughs> night. Um, so, yeah. yeah well, this this is probably honest, one I'll probably skip the first fucking minute and a half of <laughs> <laughs> when it comes out. Oh, there's no such thing no, as bad it's all right. here. It's all. No, it's a bit of an homage, too. And again, I suppose if we're still celebrating our one year in the studio, you know, shout out, like, uh, yeah. you know, getting a guy off his ass and getting him in amongst us, <laughs> so, you know. And could I, and someone, you know, had some friends say to me the other day about 
just doing a poetry-based thing or just doing something with my own stuff and it's like I wouldn't even know how to post well, you, shit you up. Just, you know? <laughs> all you do is record it, send yeah. it to Scotty, and Scotty sent it to me and I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. put it up. I'm pretty sure I can start another podcast on the on the fireside thing. Oh, I can just start a new, new thing and yeah, it's know. easy. It's yeah, easy yeah, just, just do another little yep. um, little Moses offshoot. Moses, the readings of Moses. Yeah, no, <laughs> the readings according the to <laughs> the gospel hey. according to Moses. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep um, us on brand then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, music for me, I, to be honest, if I'm at work or in the car, I've been trying to catch up on all these podcasts, the, the usual armchairs and yep. and whatnot, and he's off. He's got offshoots of uh, Flightless Bird. and Which is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. I'm no offence to our Kiwi brothers and sisters, but the New Zealand accent for me is like nails down a chalkboard. Isn't that funny? Because it's not too dissimilar to ours. Nor, well, it's nor not the South African, but it's it's not. But um, I, I, David Ferrier, I, I could sit and listen to him. I'm I'm really enjoying his work. Yep. I think he, I think he he just he's a bit Louis Theroux. He just Ferry. He doesn't he doesn't go in with a set set of you know a script. He just goes in and. And the conversation just sort of flows like yeah, understated, you know. yeah, yeah, he does, yeah, big, yeah. big fan. So, yeah. uh, but the, as far as music, if I'm doing something at home like this morning, I was uh, sorting out me uh, week's lunches and that. I just, I've just been going, going back to the, uh, oh, well, I suppose you could say early two thousands ish, and live at the panel. Does anyone remember the panel? Yeah, I do remember the panel. I used to have someone. Every night, every every show, they'd come in and do an acoustic version of something, and it was brilliant. Yeah. Like acoustic was huge back in the two thousands. I mean, that's when we were playing. That's when we were yeah. not big, but that's like we were playing. It would be nothing for us to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday nights yep. somewhere in town, and it was just acoustic duos. Like that's that yep. was it. Yeah. And um, so I've found there's a. I don't know whether it's someone or YouTube just groups them together on how it works, but there's yeah. actually live at the panel playlist and you just go yep. bang through and and um it's yeah, really good. A lot of Australian stuff. Like yeah. it's sort of finished, then it goes on, you know, YouTube finds other shit and ne- next minute I'm listening oh, to you're, de- you're down the rabbit hole. I'm down the rabbit hole, yeah. listening to Dead Star singing Deeper Water. It's yeah. like oh, I completely forgot about that song. Yeah, well I'd recommend one too, I suppose, if we're looking at T V show performances, but um Careless Whispers by uh, uh, Paul Dempsey and Kate Miller Heidke. Mm. Probably one of my favourite duets, kind of. Couple of good voices there too. Yeah, no, no they, they mate. Paul made... Dempsey could sing the fucking phone book. Oh think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and I'd, I'd stand and give him a clap. Like he's just he's unbelievably talented. Yeah, I was in awe when I met him. Like I've met him a couple of times, and I struggled to open my mouth. You know, yeah. like I could, you know, it's yeah, real humble in his presence. You know, mm. like. But, so that's um, been my he did recognise back- me in the streets of Bendigo when they were looking for a cafe to do an interview and he called me by name. I reckon that's about <laughs> as big a win as I'll ever there have. There you go. It's yeah. like that. Maybe because I left him with the footy at the Palais one night and didn't bother pestering, pestering him any further. <laughs> yeah, you probably appreciate not getting pestered too much. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, on that TV show, acoustic shit, do you remember the DJ? Yeah. What? Do you remember they used to do, they'd get the celebrities at the end of the show and they do like um, so. Joan Kerner, mm. the ex Vic mm. premier, did Joan Jett. Yeah, 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 yeah. That? Right. was that yeah. the D Jenner? Was that the Late Show? 
degeneration. Well, late show, yeah. yeah. But it was. I just, I, I was probably more watching the late show, but obviously no. It was the degen then. was that first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I remember that. Fuck, it was good. <laughs> um, Maxi Walker, he did one. It was quite. I can't think of. Yes, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Joan Kerner, Joan Jett. Yeah, and she was terrible. <laughs> Didn't. Um, <laughs> Did they get Jeff Kennett to do something? They probably did. I can't remember. Anyway, no, it was a good They're time. All on YouTube. It was just good time. Like you think back to to all those shows, you know, yeah. no one does that shit anymore. Yeah. Mainly probably because most of the music on the radio now you couldn't do fucking acoustic. Everyone's just pulling up what they want to watch well, when, they, when they want to watch it. Triple J know, does like, um, like a so they like still doing that. I haven't listened to Triple yeah. J for ages. Yeah, they're still doing it. Even that sort of went south a bit. We got old, mate. Yeah, not mean, our demographic. Not, but I think they don't sort fit of the pushed, demographic anymore. But I think they're still rocking that but still, ABC agenda that made them hard to listen to. You know, the last couple, they, 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 you might as well have me doing a, a cover because I mean, I just do a cover and make it sound like try and make it sound like it does most of the time. But yeah, like back in there was a time when live at you know, uh, like what do they call it? Like a version. Like a version. They actually put a bit of thought into it, and yeah. they, like Dempsey. Yeah. Like he'd oh, come in and it, do mate. something. Even his, his uh, John shot. Butler would. Dempsey's would, shotgun karaoke stuff. You know yeah, how that happened. Brilliant. People were just messaging him. But yeah, you're right. We probably just got old. And he was, just, old. he was just playing them on the fly. You know, after con- after gigs, he'd just sit down and knock one out. You know? I do love That's a good right. cover. And mm. um, well, I think certain people that do covers really well. I well, love it. I've got to say, I love the fact that you're fucking writing your own segues, man, because I reckon we're going to get that guitar out now. We can't sit here and talk <laughs> covers for so long. And you've got the guitar. I, li- I liked your little um, link to the um, the movie The Coen Brothers. My, oh, uh, yeah. Soggy Bottom Well, that's, that's, it's going to be hard to believe, but the little intro to our podcast is actually a mashup of uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. Yep. And Even Flow. Yep. I can hear that now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get that? Yeah, I get that. I, I now. had Damien McGee go through the martial law catalogue with me one night and explain where every riff came from, where every, like, because he couldn't think outside of things that he knew. So this is that, except that's changed to there. And this is that, except yeah, that, that's like, that, that, that. Just pulled all the magic out of that for me. Yeah. You know? it's, just, <laughs> it's just that riff, but inverted. Yeah. That, that's, and look, that's what, just that that mostly stuff. what music is, you know. Yeah. There's only so many chords and that's right. combinations of chords. Well, I reckon I'm going to go, we might have to pause for a second, then you can pick up your guitar or I can, can step um, out and have a quick slash. Well, we can technically call it a podcast, I guess. Yeah, but you're going to play us a tune, aren't you? I don't know. I guess I have to. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not going to be talking. We're just going to record that and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we don't, well, we don't have to break. You can just pick it up and play something there. <laughs> oh, so. No, what are we going to play, though? I've come relatively unprepared. <sighs> Whatever you feel like you want to. Just keep rolling. You may, yeah. Well, oh, you... Hang on, hang on. <laughs> the Waifs, I think it was. The Waifs? Uh, Mr. Howie? All right, we can do the Waifs. This one's for Brucey. Out of practice. Wonder if you can pick up my accent on the phone when I call across the country and I call across the world. See, in my 
my kitchen I can picture you now Toasty old small town And you drink happy hours I'm in London still I'm in London still I'm in London still I took the tube over to Camden to wander around Bought some funky records with that old Motown sound And I miss you like my left arm that's been lost in a war Yeah, I dream of home and out of London anymore I'm in London still I'm in London still Self-loving now Ever come home And I think I will Hope you're gone home And hang in my place On Sunday still Oh, I hope you will I'm in London still That one, the stuff up Really got it sorted, yeah. Really got it down. Fine arts on Sunday in a sleep Sunday town. Wondering what I'm missing. I think of songs I've never heard. Dreaming of your voices, and I'm dreaming of your hood. I'm in London still. I'm in London still.